0: All right, y'all, I have a very special group of women that we are about to have a very interesting, fascinating, open, honest, vulnerable conversation about weight loss surgery and the Stop Dieting Forever process. I know weight loss surgery is a big decision and it's not one that y'all take lightly. And because there are so many people considering weight loss surgery, If that's you, I want you all to listen to their experience. I want you to listen to how they made their decisions. And I also want you to listen to how the Stop Dieting Forever process supplements the surgery. You're listening to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, episode 174. What if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Hey, LuxCypher, welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. Now, if you've been considering weight loss surgery, you'll want to listen to this very enlightening and vulnerable interview with three of my clients who have lost weight after having weight loss surgery. Now, choosing weight loss surgery is not a quick fix. And in this interview, my clients share how they made the decision to have surgery, and why they decided to hire me as their coach, and why they wanted to learn the Stop Dieting Forever process. In fact, Cheryl even honestly says she didn't even know what the process was, but she trusted me and the work that I was doing. So in this conversation, we talked about the weight that they lost with surgery. We talked about the emotions that they felt after the surgery and how they reacted to food we talked about post-surgery weight gain which is a thing y'all and how they're dealing with it and what they're using and how they're using the stop dieting forever process and what they've learned inside of this process and coaching with me to deal with the post-surgery weight gain now if you're considering weight loss surgery please know that emotional eating does not end just because your stomach is smaller. My clients share where they are in their weight loss journey now and how they're using the tools they've learned to combat emotional eating. I want to give a huge thank you to my clients who you're going to hear from in this interview, Cheryl, Veronica, and Jennifer. And let me just add that some of these are private clients who work privately one-on-one together, and others came just in the group. They're group clients. And I just want to thank them publicly for being willing to share their stories on the podcast. I mean, I asked the question, they immediately said, yes, where do I sign up? When are we doing this interview? I'm happy to share. Because they want to use their story and their experience to help and inspire someone else who may be considering weight loss surgery. So my goal, my goal as your coach, is to get you to a life where you can experience food freedom every single day. Weight loss surgery can start you on your journey. And the Stop Dieting Forever program and the transformational coaching that you can experience with me as your coach will get you the rest of the way. Food freedom can be yours, y'all. So if you find this episode valuable, and I know you will, I want you to share it with someone who may be considering weight loss surgery, or if it's you, I want you to listen to it more than once so you understand all of the experiences that my clients have gone through and you don't miss any nuggets or any gems that they are sharing in this episode. Let me tell you something. They are laying it all on the table. They're sharing all of their weight loss surgery secrets. So don't keep this episode a secret. I want you to share it with your family and your friends who can benefit from these insights. All right, enjoy this episode. Live Lux, and I will see you in the next episode. All right, y'all, I have a very special group of women that we are about to have a very interesting, fascinating, open, honest, vulnerable conversation about weight loss surgery and the Stop Dieting Forever process. I've been wanting to get these women together to, I know their experiences individually, but I don't think we've ever had a group conversation about this particular topic. And because there are so many people considering weight loss surgery, And if that's you, I want you all to listen to their experience. I want you to listen to how they made their decisions. And I also want you to listen to how the Stop Dieting Forever process supplements the surgery. So without further ado, let me introduce to you, I'm going to go around on my screen, Jennifer Braxton. You go first, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and tell us about your journey very briefly, and then we'll come back to it.
1: Okay, my name is Jennifer Braxton. I recently had weight loss surgery on June 8th, 2023. So that's about three months from today's podcast. And I knew about Stop Dieting Forever for a few years. So I've been enrolled in Stop Dieting Forever for about 12 to 18 months now. And I decided that I wanted to have the weight loss surgery in order to supplement what was already happening was Stop Dieting Forever.
0: Good, I wanna come back to that to remind me that okay. how your decision-making process, Veronica helped you with that. Okay. okay, Veronica.
2: Hello, I am Veronica Corbin and I had my weight loss surgery before joining the Stop Dieting Forever program. I had it in November of 2017. I've been thinking about the surgery, doing it at least five years prior to. I had gone through all of the preliminaries, enrichment, and I stopped because I felt that if I couldn't commit to a healthier lifestyle, it wasn't going to benefit me. So, five years or so after my initial decision, when I moved to North Carolina, I actually had the surgery done. And I will say, for me, it was what I needed to start my journey. I don't believe that I would be where I am or would be at a place where i could receive stop dieting forever had i not had that surgery so it helped me then once i had it i lost the weight but what i found was is that even though it gave me the physical tools to do what i needed to do there was still the mental aspect and then jennifer came into my life we crossed paths through work and then i learned about her program and i joined the stop dieting forever program to kind of supplement or actually deal with the mental piece of myself which was the factor that no matter what you do, weight loss surgery—do it or don't do it. If you don't deal with the middle piece, it's not going to be successful.
0: Yeah, and I watched your whole transformation, and yes. it has been quite the journey and very inspirational. Very much so. And you've been quite the resource inside the group too. So let's talk to our introduce our third person, our third Lux lifer, Miss Cheryl. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us when you had your surgery and when you found. The group
3: hi my name is Cheryl Chandler and I had my surgery in 2017 and I was of well over 300 pounds 320 pounds actually I can go really tell you. and desperate right desperate to live more so so I made the decision to have the surgery and just when I made that decision had the surgery I realized Jennifer, I knew Jennifer. I know Jennifer. (laughs) And um, Jennifer's my cousin. But then I realized wait a minute. Jennifer is a life coach. And it was just being unveiled to me all that she did. So I think I called you, Jennifer. I think when I called you, I was sitting in the parking lot of the gym because prior to doing the surgery, you need to start your lifestyle change before. And I think I was sitting in front of the gym when I called and said, hey, Cousin, listen, I hear, you know, you're a life coach. Can you help me? And then she gave me more information about a stop dieting forever. I didn't really understand it. But all I knew, it was what I was going to need once I had the surgery. And in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle, I knew the surgery was just a tool. They tell you that so many times. It's just a tool. It's just a tool. You have to maintain your, you know, this is your responsibility and I just knew I would need her. And I said, I'm going to connect that with you after I have the surgery because I'm going to need, my brain's going to need to be changed, even though I'm changing the physical. Because I know I needed, like Veronica said, I needed to have some success because before I was able to, to even receive all the Stop Dieting Forever offers. And so now, you know, fast forward. I didn't, with the surgery, I lost 118 pounds overall. I have mm-hmm. since gained back the 45 to 50, it fluctuates. <laughs> and I am bad on that. So that's where Stop Dieting Forever comes in. And I'm gonna tell you the mindset of who I was. The one thing Jennifer hits on so much is that I never even enjoyed the success I was having because I was always thinking about what was I going to lose next? How was I going to look next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And eventually, you know, that stops. So when that stops and you come, you plateau, so to speak. Now, I still got to deal with the mind drama, right? My bratty brain and my eating habits. I'm still able to eat, maybe not as much, but it's it's really about my discipline, about what I see, how I see myself. Period. And, and enjoying my journey, loving myself through my journey, and that's one thing. That Stop Dieting Forever has taught me to do embrace my journey to my 2.0 self. I'm still not, I'm not, God, I'm not where I was. Yeah, um, but we're all no. work in progress, right? Yes, but I'm a work in progress. So mm-hmm. yes, that's what, um, so Stop Dieting Forever for me is my continuation. That's my lifeline. That's what I'm hanging on to.
0: Well, we're here for you, Cheryl, and I, we see you doing it, girl, in the gym, in the gym <laughs> all the time, and always the biggest cheerleader. I have to tell you, Cheryl's like, Anything I post online, Cheryl will, like repost it. She cheers me on. She sends me messages of inspiration and motivation. So I always appreciate and thank you for that. I know weight loss surgery is a big decision. And it's not one that y'all take lightly. And I've known Jennifer, full disclosure, I've known Jennifer since I was, we were like, I don't know, six, seven
1: Our parents were friends. So our parents were friends since we were born, but we really started hanging out and being besties around high school time, would you say?
0: Yep. Yes. So we Mm -hmm. were the Jennifers, known Mm -hmm. throughout the city of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I have seen your transformation, I've seen your health journey, and I know when you came into the group. And you started, you were, you wanted coaching on, you were considering weight loss surgery and it was a big decision for you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I think you should talk to Veronica. Yes. Because at that time, I'd been coaching Veronica. Veronica was one of my private clients for a while, for like a year, right? So I'd seen her journey and I knew exactly where she was. And I was like, she's a good person to talk to. Mm-hmm. So can you just talk a little bit about how Veronica helped or influenced your decision?
1: Yes. So I would say that as I was growing up, I was never overweight per se. I remember being 117 to 123 pounds when I was a teenager. And so I had put on a significant amount of weight as an adult. I would say I was uh, my heaviest weight was about 238 pounds. And I'm only five feet tall. So that was a significant amount of weight gain for me. And I had to do a lot of soul searching just to figure out like, why am I eating so much? Why am I turning to food for comfort? Those kinds of things. I'm an emotional eater. So I had planned to get the surgery in 2019, but I became too scared to do it. I had gone through all the preliminary prerequisites. I had joined a support group. I had um, meetings with my dietitian and a nutritionist. I had several doctor's appointments to monitor my weight loss and lifestyle changes. And I decided at that time that I could do it on my own, that I was going to push through and I was going to try to, with my lifestyle change, make this positive impact that was going to help me lose the weight that I needed to lose. And then over the course of the next four years, I saw that I didn't do that. I didn't lose the weight that I wanted to lose. And my comorbidities were getting worse. I had high blood pressure. I had diabetes type two. I was continuing to be overweight and my A1C was very high. So I said, okay, this is not working on my own. I need to do something. And then that's when I met Veronica. And Veronica, I was introduced to Veronica through you, Jennifer, and thank goodness for that because Veronica really talked me, I would say like on and off the ledge, so to speak, because on the off the ledge because I was nervous, okay, nervous, nervous about just what was going to happen to me, happen to my body, how was I going to be affected, would it work, all the things that you may have questions about and on the ledge because it's an adventure, you know, so I really took her words to heart and I decided she was the one who made me decide, yes, this is what I'm going to do. This is the best decision that I can make at this time for myself. And I'm so glad that I did do that. I'm still pretty new in my journey, only three months out since the surgery, So I have a long way to go. I'm about 25 pounds down now of the 75 that I'd like to lose. So I have about 50 more pounds to go. So I'm really super happy about having met Veronica and talked to her. And just, you know, it's good to have someone, no matter who it is, have someone that has had the surgery to talk to you about their experiences because they can serve as a kind of coach to you. And since I've had the surgery, I've found out that other people that I know have had the surgery and I didn't realize it. So it's actually pretty, becoming pretty popular and common at the same time. I think that as time goes on, they're perfecting the craft of it. I had the gastric sleeve done as opposed to the gastric bypass. Gastric sleeve is a little um, less invasive and a little uh, more safe. So I chose that option. And I really wouldn't trade it for anything. Right now, I'm very happy with the immediate results that I've seen, but it's very true. You have to do your lifestyle change and you have to stick with it. I'm a person that's addicted to sugar. So I have to be very mindful to choose sugar-free options and to try to like keep at it to, to actually show some consistency for myself. We gotta work on that identity. Yeah. Sugar addicted. Yes, I'm totally addicted to sugar. So that's been my biggest hurdle because sugar, you know, is stored and it turns into fat eventually. So the other thing that I wanted to mention is that I had a, a doctor's appointment today and I was just so happy with all my numbers, with my A1C, with my blood pressure, with my actual weight. I actually just crossed over under 200 pounds. And that was a, a goal that I was like super. Wonderland! Wonderland! I couldn't seem to cross that threshold. And so I just recently, That's as great, of baby. today, recorded at the doctor's office, not just on my home scale, under 200 pounds. Now That's I'm 199.8, so awesome. but I'm under 200 pounds. That's so amazing. I'm very that is so that.
3: awesome. Then, I'm so happy Thank for you. Today. That's
1: giving me the encouragement to like keep going and what I'm doing is working and that kind of thing. So I'm excited about it and it just reinvigorates me, you Mm -hmm. know, to keep going. And also meeting and staying in touch with people who have had the surgery. They have been instrumental. Whenever I feel like I'm about to, you know, have a weak moment or not be able to push through, I contact them and get a little more encouragement and a little more strength
0: to keep going. I love it. I love it. I'm super proud of you, JB. Thank you so much. Keep going. Veronica, you did a lot of work on the emotional side of eating. Jennifer mentioned she's an emotional eater. We're all emotional eaters, right? That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. And the Stop Dieting Forever process is a mindset change first. You're working on your shifting your identity. So JB, we're working on that identity of being addicted to sugar because we can change that. But Veronica, talk about your very impressive transformation with acknowledging and accepting all of the emotions.
2: Yes. Unlike a lot of people who were obese, because I did hit the 300 mark, I had no issues. I had no high blood pressure, no diabetes. The only issue I had was my weight. So literally I was kind of the exception to the rule. It was like people assumed I had all that, I didn't have it. So the surgery, again, like I said, it was my tool to kind of move towards or move out of that obese space. But I'll never forget, I was maybe two to three weeks, I think post-surgery or whatever have maybe a month. And I was dealing with something and the first thing that came to my mind, clear as day and I remember is like, dad, I can't even eat a Big Mac. Like literally right after the surgery, that was my thought. Like, I can't even suppress this with food because anybody who has a surgery, let me know. I will let you know that pain is a pain you will never forget when you overeat. It literally is not something that you want to experience ever in your life. And I mean, I tested it. I'm not going to say I didn't, but that was. And so I knew that even after the surgery that I had not addressed the real problem. And in working with Jennifer, you know, and coming to Stop Dieting program in 2020, I told her, I said, I had dealt with everything in my life but Veronica. I didn't want to face her. I didn't want to face the fact that she didn't love herself, that she didn't love the body that she was in, that every time she looked at herself, she always found something wrong. Even in the midst, I mean, I didn't lose like the 100 pounds everybody else, you know, lost, but I lost 70, you know, almost 80 with that surgery. But like you said, Cheryl, you don't appreciate that. You want to like get to the next, get to the next, you know, and that caused me to just turn again because I hadn't dealt with the emotions and facing my emotions and how I felt about my body because I never loved the bottom half of my body. I just felt that that was where all my weight sat and no matter how small I got, it was always there. And so in joining the program, I learned to accept who I was. And I think when I joined the program, I had regained, I think at least 20 or 30 pounds of what I had lost in a short amount of time, you know, cause I had maintained the 70 for a while and then I regained it back. And I'll never forget our first conversation, you know, my first meeting with Jennifer was when she asked me if I never lost another pound, would I love who I was at that weight? And that made me step back because it's like, I didn't know. And there are times now that I still struggle because for me, I know that no matter what the number on the scale is, until I fully love who Veronica is, when I look in the mirror, that's when I'll have, you know, when I'll live the life. And I think that what Stop Dieting Program gave me, to your point, Jennifer Braxton, a support system. I think the biggest thing that came out of this was learning to have compassion on myself, learning to feel, learning to express those numbers, learning to identify. Because a big thing for me was safety. I ran to food for safety. And so I had to dig deep. And so, I mean, that's still something I work with. You know, a lot of my running to food, running to things is safety. Like when I don't feel safe, that's what I do. And this program has helped me identify it so that I know what it looks like.
0: Can you talk about that for a second? Because we talk about that inside the community of like creating safety and like doing the things. Can you talk a little bit more about what happens when you don't feel safe?
2: Well, when I don't feel safe about a situation, like when I feel like I can't do it and capable, it's just like, I want to run away from it. I want to get to a place or get to something that's familiar and that I feel when I think about it, that has given me a consistent foundation. And in most cases, food has never let me down. You know what I'm saying? And a it's lot not like
0: you're about to run a marathon. In
2: oh, time. no, it's, it's just... It's, it's just, like
3: work...
0: You, right? Those everyday instances where your body goes into fight or flight.
3: Literally
2: fight or flight. That's what it feels like. I mean, you know, different jobs I've gone on, had to start new projects, doubting who I was just threw me into that fight or flight. And for me, the flight was the food. You know, I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to face the fact that I wasn't confident in myself. And that it was okay not to be confident in myself, you know? I mean, there are gonna be days where we don't feel 100%, but this program gave me the space to be okay with that. And to understand that I can feel happy, sad at the same time. I don't have to choose either or, because that was another thing. For me it was either or, either I'm happy or I'm sad, I can't be both. And that it's a matter of what I choose in the moment. So. Definitely emotional literacy is what I, I gather, and that's something that I don't believe the surgery can give to you. And to Jennifer Brax's point, you have to go through, like we went through mental evaluations, health evaluations, you gotta go through all that before you have that surgery. So it's not like you walk in and be like, oh, I want the surgery, tomorrow you're getting it. You go through a process, and for you to get through that whole process and get through the surgery, and then realize what you thought you left is still there, you know, it's like, yeah.
0: That's yeah. why I wanted to have this conversation because weight loss surgery is almost like commercialized now. Oh yeah. Like Jennifer was saying, it's very popular. It's easy, there are different options. There are lots of weight loss doctors that can offer the surgery. Some of them I'm sure don't do as good of a job evaluating before they put you on the table as mm-hmm. others. But I think the message I really want to pull out of this interview and your this conversation with you all is understanding that emotional piece that is so important it is it's the reason why you're overweight understanding the emotional triggers understanding the beliefs yeah. the subconscious beliefs the conscious beliefs Gerald was talking about the bright brain right those habits that you're in that keep you eating
2: yeah and just because like your stomach is smaller Though me, you don't still want the same amount of food. You have to still have the same cravings, even like I said, five years or so. Well, actually, this year will be, I think, six years. You know, it's still there. You know, it doesn't take away. But I think what you need is community. You can't do this by yourself. And I think for so long, I did try to do it alone. I tried to do it without support. I tried to do it because I felt that, you know, this is a journey I had to do on my own that no one understood my journey or no one knew how I felt. And, you know, when I joined the Stop Dining Forever program, I found other women that were battling the same thing I was and that they were willing to share that. And that a lot of the coaching sessions I went to, I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going through that. That's me. And that it's okay that when life happens and that scale goes up, It's not like, you know, a death sentence or, you know, an indictment. It's just life is happening and your body is responding to it. You're responding to it. And this is what happens. Now, what are you going to do next time?
0: Yeah, I love the community aspect, too. And I think that I wanted to make sure that Jennifer highlighted the conversation she had with you, because, yeah, this is the community experience is one of the benefits of being in a community and everybody working towards a very similar goal, even though we're getting there at different rates and in different ways. And I have to say, Veronica, you're like, when you come with a coaching call, you're like an elder on the call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you share your experience too, but when someone else shares, you always have a very like poignant point that you make <laughs> that is so timely. And always like, just, I don't know, divinely inspired, I feel like. Well, you're Um, welcome. Thank you. And it's always so supportive. Always, always, always so supportive. And so I like that you said, and Jennifer said too, like, I tried to do it on my own. Oh, yeah. And it didn't work. Or I couldn't do it on my own. Or I was like, it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really want people to take away. Like, if you're trying to do this on your own, like, you don't have to.
2: Nope. We yeah. were built for a community. We were, um, that's one thing I as learned. As human beings,
0: yeah. We were
2: built for that. Yep.
0: And that's one of the things I'm like, if you've been trying all the things and you're still struggling, is coaching the one thing that you haven't done yet? <laughs> Maybe that's the missing part. Maybe that's the missing key. Real quick, I want to talk about the regain. So you mentioned regain, you regained some weight. Cheryl also mentioned that she regained some weight after the, the big loss. Can you talk a little bit about that, Veronica, and just like the emotional, your emotional capacity to deal with that?
2: Yeah, sure. Like I said, I kept maintained what I'd lost and was consistently losing for about, I'll say, three or four years. And then I regained the weight. And when I looked, you know, it's like life happened. And I think for me, I wasn't appreciating what I had lost. I was looking at the fact that everybody else talking about, they lost hundred pounds and all I lost was 70, you know. But I remember that I prayed, I said, God, I don't want that, and I call it saggy Maggie skin. I said, I don't want that saggy Maggie skin. So my assumption was I'm losing it so I don't have that saggy Maggie skin, but I still didn't appreciate it. And I mean, I was upset, I was disappointed when you and I met, that was literally when I had regained those pounds. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try this because I had done system I had done weight watches, and like, look, here I didn't pay all this money for the surgery and here I am regaining it again. You know, and so it's like, okay, well, I'll try this, I'll do this. And the program worked. And why do you think you
0: regain the weight though?
2: I guess because I stopped listening to my body and I push the limits. Like, you know, what types of food can I eat? What can I do this? Or can I do that? Or just, you know, I'd gotten into a space where I was in a job, I was in a new job, new area, new job. And I had to travel a lot. I was, you know, helping to launch a new hire program for loan officers and a lot of just not respecting my schedule, not respecting my time. so. Me speaking up for myself, not feeling, feeling supported. So kind of turning to food and just wallowing in that, you know, doubting myself again and just not dealing with all of that. I think that that's what led to the weight gain. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm glad you were honest and, and shared that because I think that's real.
2: It is. That is totally real.
0: We do that no matter how you lost the weight. I remember doing that, losing weight and I'm like, oh, I lost the weight. Let me like, see how much I can eat before exactly. I gain a little bit more weight. And then I like yeah. snap myself back. We all push the limits. And so I think one of the pitfalls that happens when it comes to weight loss is that we try to control our weight by doing this like push and pull tug of war with our brains. And we start bargaining like, well, if I, oh my God, I was in a Facebook group yesterday. y'all. I like to dibble and dabble in weight loss Facebook <laughs> group so I can see what's out there. Yeah, somebody was like, I ate so much food over Labor Day, I'm committing to running seven miles today. And I was like, No, that's a lot of running. I know it is a lot of running, but we don't overexercise to make up for overeating, like, that's not the solution. But so many of us do that.
1: Well, yeah, it is about balance. I think that's why we want to compensate for overeating by overexercising because we believe. In the law of balance, you know, if I do this, then I have to do that kind of thing, so.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. So the law of balance is a fallacy. (laughs) (laughs) It does not exist. There is no balance when it comes to weight loss. As far as like actions and behaviors, it all begins with, why did you overeat on Labor Day? Yeah. Right, and so starting from, from that place. So when it comes to regaining weight, which happens, right? People lose weight, you regain weight, it happens inside this community. We have a process like, okay, we gotta learn how to fail forward. What are we learning from this? And when you understand why or how you got there, it only makes you stronger, better, and more equipped to lose the weight again and keep it
2: off. Exactly.
0: All right, as we close up this interview, this discussion that I'm so glad that we were able to all coordinate our schedules to talk about. Is there any like final words? Someone out there is listening, they're considering a weight loss surgery. What would you share with them? Knowing what you know now as a Lux Lifer and as someone who has lost weight with the weight loss surgery, what would you share with them?
2: I think the first thing would be getting rid of the myth that it's the easy way out because it's not. And I think a lot of people say that very haphazardly. When you get this surgery, you are not taking the easy way out because literally your body is constricted and you still feel all those same emotions. You have to deal with that same life and you just have to find your way around. Well, I just chose that I'm going to have weight loss surgery, not because I felt it was easy. So anyone who makes a decision to do it, don't beat yourself up and think you took the easy way out. That's your journey. But don't be like me or Jennifer and think you can do it by yourself. Get you a community of women or people who understand what you're going through so that they can talk you through, not from the perspective of, oh, everything is gonna be fine. Know that they can really listen to you and hear you and help you walk through those emotional space because that is where you're gonna see the greatest success from the surgery. And if you choose not to do the surgery, even from weight loss, having that community matters.
1: What about you, JD? Um, I echo what Veronica said. That really is about the support group because I think it's just that important to always um, have someone to fall back on because yourself is not enough because that's kind of how you got there. You have to really be committed to growing and to learning a new way of being in order to be successful. And we're all in the process of doing that, whether you've had weight loss surgery or not, we're all in the process of learning how to be in a different way that's healthier for us. You know, So I think that a group like Stop Dieting Forever is so very important, as well as you know finding whoever you need to find in order to give you that encouragement that it actually takes to um, be successful in weight loss.
0: Okay, I'm gonna ask one more question. You all can take a minute to think about it, and then we can we can go because I know you have to drop Jennifer. What's the one thing that you learned from the program that was? I know Veronica, you mentioned emotional literacy. What was the one thing that you took away that you learned that was most impactful, or that you are learning, right? Still in the process of.
1: I think for me, it's about the bratty brain. It's like Learning to overcome that, like even thinking that I have another option other than what my brain is telling me right now, having the ability to just like step back away from myself and evaluate why and what is bothering me rather than just turning to the food. And then also the bratty brain that tells you that you can do it when you really can't do what you want to do. You really cannot have seven Oreo cookies in a row. You can, but that's not the best decision for you. So it's about like dealing with your own emotions and your own brain that's telling you to do one thing
0: or over another. I love that, Jennifer, that you said that because I watched you learn about your bratty brain because mm-hmm. you host in the group and you're like, I want to go to the food track and get breakfast right now. And you were going back and forth. So I saw the awareness that started that that happened. Right as you started becoming more aware of like, oh, I have a choice here? Like, yes, and it's about that self-love,
1: you know? It's about the love that it takes to maintain the way that you wanna maintain.
0: Yeah, that's so good, that's so good. Mm -hmm. What about you, Veronica?
2: Learning to listen and love my body. I think before the program, I vaguely had a concept of listening to my body but definitely no concept of loving my body. And I think every day through the program, through coaching, and through people sharing, you know, I'm learning to love who I am, my body, my physical body, and learning to listen to her. Game changer. Yes. Game changer.
0: I remember that moment when I was like I love and accept this body exactly as it is yeah, and that it's major. Like it is major when you get to that point because if after decades and decades of like not liking your body and feeling like something is wrong and feeling like how you look isn't good enough to finally get to that place where you're like,
2: exactly oh,
0: you look good.
2: <laughs> and if I can add one more thing, an mm. enlightened moment for me was, and it was like within the last year, it's like, imagine having to be connected to someone that didn't like you every day. Mm. And that's what I was doing to my body. Literally, my body was feeling my dislike and literally having to carry me and deal with me. And every day I just have to remind myself, I love her. But for the longest she's had to deal with, this bra don't even like me. And I can't even get away from her. (laughs) That's
0: powerful. Yeah, yeah, that is powerful. That's excellent. All right, thank you so much for taking the time out to have this discussion. Hopefully we can have more discussions like this inside the group as well. Thank you for having us. Definitely, thank you, yes. You're very welcome. All right, I'll see y'all in all the places. All right, right. right. bye-bye. Thank you, have a great day. If you liked today's episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, and you want to learn more about creating a lifestyle instead of following a diet to lose weight permanently, be sure to visit jenniferdent.com. There you'll learn more about my unique weight loss process and how it can work for you. Go to jenniferdent.com to discover what you can do to stop dieting forever.